the topic we've been on for some time now, walking with God, we're still there. And uh, I think we went a little further in the midweek. Sometimes the midweek services give some more time and we're able to pull out a lot more. Praise God. So I'm continuing on the topic, walking with God. It's really important to understand this topic. A pastor does not just come to church to preach anything. And the word of God is not for advice. So I say, oh, we go to church to listen to the word of God. The pastor advised us. It's not for advice. You can take an advice from it. But it's not an advice. The word of God is not an advice. God gives us his word as words of life. They are words of life. So, the pastor has not just come to church to give us an advice we can live by. God, through the pastor, sometimes checks the level of the brethren and gives them a curriculum. So, not only do you come to church to just listen to preaching, there's more than that. When you come to the house of God, you are trained. You are trained on how to walk with God. And I've taken a lot of topics since the church started. So many topics. We've gone through it and it's been a blessing to a lot of people. So why at this time walking with God? What does it mean to walk with God? Is this a cliche or is this a statement? Walking with God. What does it mean to walk with God? And I gave you the first point of walking with God. And I said, the first point was, agree with God. As a Christian, born again, to walk with God, you don't conjure things. You don't conjure theories. I've hanged around some Christians for some time and all they know is to conjure. So you see a lot of people... They will go to church, they speak in tongues, they are church boys, church girls, but you, you, you hardly see the things they profess in their lives, working in their lives. David said, I am as a wonder unto many. When you look at the men that the Bible says walk with God, they were extraordinary men. These are worthy role models. Extraordinary men. Look at a man like Abraham. Bible mentioned that there was famine in his day. When Abraham was, was around, there was famine in his life, uh, in, 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 his, in his day, in his country, there was famine. But in the midst of the famine, you realize that, Bible says that Abraham will have. There's a mentality of a man who walks with God. I want to ask you a question. How many of you, when you meet God, you have many things to tell him? If they put you in a room with God, how many of you have a lot to say? Oh, no. Is it just us over here, okay? Alright, so, 
just as nobody will hear about this. So, all right. So, I mean, if you meet God, you have a lot to say. Are you sure? You sure you have a lot to say? Are there questions? Are there questions? Let me tell you the truth. If you ever have an opportunity to be with God, don't talk. It's not wise to talk when you are with God. Many times he listens to you, but he wish this guy would keep quiet for him to talk. If you ever have the opportunity to sit with God, don't talk. Don't air your view. Don't say anything. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Now, I said in the beginning of the, the teaching, I talked about agreeing with God. All right? So, in agreeing with God, I said first thing is, Faith. Faith is the basics of working with God. Agreeing with God is the foundation of whatever thing I will teach afterward. That's why the point one. Faith is basic. For without faith, Hebrews 11 verse 6, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. Then he continues with, Go to Hebrews 11.6. I want to show you something. Ah, take your own Bible. Huh? He said, for without, he said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Talk about God. He said, for he that cometh to God. Now, pay attention now. It says, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. So, walking with God, basic requirement, believe. Basic requirement, faith. God says, if you are searching for me, and you want to see me, basic requirement, don't tell me to show myself. Basic requirement, believe that I am. So, if you are going to walk with God, basic faith. Because to walk with God will have to be by faith. Go to verse 5, Hebrews 11, same Hebrews 11 verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. When you read the book of Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. So, Hebrews, Paul is explaining to us that saying that Enoch walked with God, he said it was by faith. He said by faith, Enoch walked with God. So, basic requirement in walking with God is faith. He said he that cometh to God must believe. We are living in a generation where everybody, you know, we, we are getting scientific and empirical. We must see it for, we, for, for us to ascertain that this is God, you know, or this is true. I mean, now we are drawing away from the basic things. Now, for example, 
I hope I'm allowed to enter into a little science. Now, for example, I've told you time and again, I said, anytime you see anything scientific, don't think, it, it shouldn't draw you away from God. It should draw you closer to God. Because science is a kind of truth. And all truths are parallel. The difference between science and revelation is that science is moving toward revelation. Science is discovering what God has said is there already. Was it not, it was not um, in recent science that they discovered that um, human, um, both human and animal genetics is coded. But Jesus mentioned it. He said, even the hair on your head, he said, is numbered. He didn't say it's counted. Numbered means it's coded. That means every hair has a code. So coding, was, it was just discovered by science. So science is never a power, it's never an opposite of God. Science is moving toward revelation. Day in day out, they are discovering what God has already said. I told you that I said the scriptures is a body of revelation. I said this is not a history book. The Bible is not a history book. It's a, it's a, it's a body of revelation because it captures even the thoughts of man. There was no, there's no book in this world that captures what men have thought except they've said it. Bible says Jesus Christ, he perceived what the men were thinking. And the Bible recorded it for us what they were thinking. There are men who raised thoughts. So the Bible is a body of truth. It shows us what the mere eye could not see. It shows us things that men covered and brought us those information. So basic belief. He said, he that comes to God must believe faith is a basic requirement to walk with God. Now, Enoch was just like us. Abraham was just like us. They believed. And some of them, their believing was insane. And I'd like to tell you that in the generation in which we live, most people are drawing away from God more. And the more they draw away from God, the more the pressure to, to be corrupted on our part as well. Myself, for, for me, I think, I think evolution is nonsense. It's around nonsense. Because the theories that they use to support evolution, I hope I'm not preaching above your head. The theories they use to support um, evolution, mutation, natural selection, it's nonsense, around nonsense. Why? You can't tell me that apes became men when there are still apes around. What happened to Daniel turning to? And you can't tell me that if mutation is the reason for evolution, you can't tell me that men are supposed to remain like this. We're supposed to have evolved to something else, right? How did we end here? <laughs> Or this was the end of the... Who, who set the boundary? <laughs> if mutation is the reason, who set the boundary that when it gets here, it should stop? 
We should now turn into something else, spirit or you know, angels. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They are just giving them themselves their an excuse to say there's no God. See? He that comes to God must believe. So God says, you don't tell me that God, if you are really there, like a girl said, <laughs> God, says, God, if you are really God, show yourself. Show yourself. And you think God is going to do it? You must be joking. If he is really God, he will tell you how to reach him. Am I right? If he is truly God, he will tell you how to. So he told you how to reach. He said, "He that cometh to God must believe." So he said, if you want to reach me, believe. That's the password. You want to get to me? Believe. So men pray everywhere. They close their eyes to a God they cannot see, and they get answers. Believe. He that cometh to God must believe. So, we talked about agreeing with God and during the midweek, let me quickly brush through it. I said you, um, some of the points in, in uh, agreeing with God, and I said you agree with God in conviction, okay? I'm, I'm teaching you how to walk with God. Can, can walking with God be taught? Yeah. Okay, I want to give you a few points. I'll come back there, but I'll, I'll explain midweek, but I want to give you a few things. Um, four things that you need to consider when you are dealing with God. Four things. Four main things. There are others, but four main things. The first one is the person of God. You have to understand that God is a person. Okay? Many of us treat God as a talisman. Some treat him like a genie. Okay? Some treat him like a genie. Some also treat God, you know, the way sometimes men and women complain that each other are using them. Women are, play, are, are complaining that men are using them. Men are also complaining that women are spending their money. So everybody's using somebody somehow, you know. The way all of them are complaining. It's amazing that we do the same with God and we, we, we are cool. As a man of God, I've heard things. When people have a problem, they, they are quick to God. I've done it before. When I was in school, I, I, I misbehaved. I was supposed to go and meet the disciplinary committee. I said, God, if you let this case pass by, I'm really going to serve you with all my life. Because <laughs> it was between, in, in between suspension or dismissal. Because it was a very serious thing I did. I went in there. When I prayed a prayer, God heard me. I went there and they looked at me and I was like, oh, innocent boy. I'm sure the, in, the seniors made you do it. I said, yes. <laughs> Now they spared me. Listen, I didn't even remember God's name again. And we are all like, we've all done it before. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> we are all the same. <laughs> so the first one, you need to consider the person of God. Then the two, the second one, the presence of God. When you are dealing with God, there is also the presence of God. When you are dealing with the person of God, mostly you are dealing with an an intellect side of God. Knowing that God is a person just like you and that God also makes decisions and God can like and dislike. <laughs> when you're dealing with a person of God, you have to understand that your actions, okay, for example, trust. God can trust and God cannot trust. For example, if you are someone who vows and you don't perform your vow, 
There are things God will never hand to you. Because God trusts. Okay, what did God say concerning Abraham when he almost sacrificed Isaac? He said, now I know. He said, he didn't know before. He said, now I know that you love me. Ah, God, I thought you do everything. So, God is a person too. You see, and he makes decisions. God can like you. You can do something for God to like. You can do something for God to swear and say that I will bless this guy. There are things, it's possible. God is a person too. Okay, then we also look at the presence of God. What's the presence of God? The presence of God is not felt. People think we feel the presence of God. You don't feel the presence of God. You know the presence of God. Jacob said, he said, for God has been here and I did not know. You can, in, in, you can interact with God's person without God being there. But God can show up. And when God shows up, you will know, you will not feel. You will know that God has been here. He said, Jacob said, for God has been here and I did not know. So, that's the presence of God. The presence of God is like, um, I don't know if, how many of you, your, your dad has a particular perfume that, even when he's not around and you smell, you know that this is my dad's perfume. And this is my dad's present. There's something about it. You know, you just know, okay, let me just use this one. Is there any smell that reminds you of something or somewhere? Yeah. So, there's a presence of God that is known. There are some men who have, have they've, um, fellowship with God and walk with God so much that God smells on them. I don't know, it's a spiritual reality, so I'm looking for the right word to communicate it. But this is it. Then, there is the power of God. That's the one we feel. Anytime you, you feel, you know, what you felt is not the presence of God, because the presence of God is not felt, it's known. What you felt is the power of God. The power of God is what he uses to change things, what he uses to create, what he uses to change men's lives, what he uses to answer prayers. That's the power of God. Now, the power of God can, the third one, the power of God, the power of God can work separately from the presence of God and the person of God. The power of God sometimes can be used by men in the wrong way. But it is the power of God. So, when, when God is giving like a power or his power to a certain person, he has to try the man's character because through the years there are men who have worked with God's power, used God's power, and used it wrongly. Elisha was chased by um, some children and they were telling him, bald man, bald man, bald man, bald man. He got angry. And he says, bears will eat their children up and bears came to eat their children up. She says, ah, yes, I like the anointing of Elisha. I like the anointing of Elisha. I like that. If I be a man of God, I will kill people. Like, you, know. you see, but Jesus came on the scene and James told him, he said, Jesus, call down fire to burn these people like Elisha did. And he says, you don't know the spirit that you are of. That means Jesus disapproved of what Elisha did. That means Elisha used the anointing of his life to kill the children. So it was the power of God. 
the person of God. Why haven't you written the third one there? Are they playing there? Um, I want you to check them. Check the check it over there for me. People can use the power of God. I said the power of God can work separately from the person of God. The person of God, John said, is love. So the person of God wouldn't have approved of the killing of the children. But the power of God did it because he had given the power to another man in trust. The fourth one, which is so important, the principles of God. It's also known as the patterns of God. The principles of God. Now you can see all of them are P, 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 P. You know. The principles of God or the patterns of God. What are the principles of God? They are his systems. The systems by which he makes things run. You see, if you understand the patterns of God, there are certain things that you will not pray for. There are certain things that you will just have to align yourself for them to happen. You see, there are principles and there are patterns with God. So, like I, I said, can you be taught how to walk with God? Yes. It happened in the scriptures. Okay. God likes Samuel. God says, I'm going to use Samuel. Now, after saying I'm going to use Samuel, God comes as his person, he comes to Samuel and says, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel hears the voice and he wakes up and says, I'm going to Eli. That means God does not speak with a strange tone. God usually speaks with the voice of a man of God. Does not speak with a strange My daughter, my daughter. That's in his movie. <laughs> movie. Someone heard it and he didn't say, Who is speaking? Who is speaking? No. It was a normal, a normal voice. Samuel, Samuel looked around. He goes to Eli. He says, Eli, did you call me? He said, no, I didn't call you. He goes back. God didn't stop him on the way. Because in God's pattern, God, listen now, this is God's pattern. In God's pattern, God cannot bypass Eli and talk to someone. So, God has to create the environment for, now at this time, let me explain. At this time, Eli and his sons should I explain this? Okay. Eli and his sons were out of the way of God. Hophni and Phinehas were out of the way of God. So, Bible says that Eli's eyes began to dim. Now, it was happening physically though, but it was also spiritual. Eli was losing vision. He was not able to work for God like before. He was losing vision. He was not as effective for God as before. So, Eli was there and because he has not necessarily died out of the scene, and he's still the priest of the place, God will have to consider that there is a priest there. In the pattern of God, the personality of God is done with the guy, but the patterns of God are still with him. Because God does not just throw away his men, because he took time to train them. Now, Samuel goes there, Eli, did you call me? Three times. Now, when... Eli noticed that it was God. Because Eli now, according to the pattern and principles of God, Eli could deduce that this is how God usually moves. So, 
He could deduce that it must, be, it must be God talking to the guy. After the third time, he said, it must be God talking to the guy. So, when Eli sensed it, he told him, the next time you hear the voice say, Master, speak thy servant hears. Pattern. Pattern. That means, that is how Eli responds to God. So, he's teaching someone, the next time, Bible says that Eli perceived that God was talking to the young man. So, he said, the next time God speaks again, he says, Master, speak thy servant heareth. So, Eli told him, he went back, okay, God spoke to him again, he said, Master, speak thy servant. From that day, now, God began to say every other thing that he wanted to tell the guy. What he has been calling Samuel, Samuel. If God could actually talk to him, Samuel, why shouldn't he have said, Samuel, Samuel, I am God, don't go to Eli, forget him, I'm starting something new with you. But it is not, it is not so in the pattern of God. Let me show you another pattern. For, for example, um, God said to Saul, He said to Saul, I think I taught this in spiritual legalities. God said to Saul, He said, Your dynasty will be forever. When He made Saul king, He said, Your dynasty will be forever. Now, He says that to Saul, Later Saul misbehaves, and God in His person has rejected Saul. And after rejecting Saul, He goes straight to David, makes Samuel even anoints David. And David, in God's eyes, is now the king. But according to patterns, David cannot overthrow Saul. So according to patterns, what did God do? God orchestrated for Jonathan to be David's friend, to hand over the kingship to him. Because Saul is supposed to hand over to Jonathan. So God could not do the transaction from Saul. So he did the transaction from Jonathan. You see, pattern. Pattern. And looks to me that David understood some of these things. Because I tell you, if it was some of us, that the prophet of the land, who, who makes anybody king, who has the last say in who becomes king, he's the kingmaker. He comes to our house and says that we are the next king. I tell you, the next day we're on Twitter. <laughs> Guess who is the next? The leaders have seen nothing yet. They are coming so strong. They were just, watch out, they were just messing up. Now God has chosen us. You don't understand the patterns of God. Hashtag, the the king won. The next big thing. I, I know. He should, he should even go and call some of his friends. Listen, guys. You don't know what really happened to me last night. Someone came to my house. He annoyed me the next came, man. We made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. We made it, guys. We made it. I'm going to make you, I'm going to make you um, the prime minister. You're going to be in charge of all the food. You're going to be charged. Listen, the, the palace, then the next time they'll go to the palace and say, okay, we are going to be here, we're going to be here. Guy, it took him 13 years for that anointing to work. 13 good years. Huh. 13 years. Many of you would have given up. Oh, God, they forget me, forget me. 
That Samuel is a, is a big liar. That Samuel is a big liar. Came to pour oil on my head. I didn't, I didn't even, after he poured it, I didn't even bath. We're thinking that maybe the next one year, two years, things would have happened. Ten years, nothing has happened. I'm going to look for some job and do now this thing here. <laughs> on, on top of that, Saul is now chasing the guy, wanting to kill him. Bible says that he could not buy, he could not sell. Because if the king of a particular jurisdiction is looking for you, Market women are on your case. If the market women see you, in those times, everybody wants favoritism from the king. So, ha! This is the guy they are looking for. If I took, I have my share. So, everybody wants to sell out. He could not buy, could not sell. So, he had 400 men. Bible says, men who were in debt, men who were in distress, who were, you know, around him. So, he used to send those guys and, you know, he had captains and all that. All those guys be running. There was a time he found himself, David found himself among Philistines. This is a guy who has been anointed by Samuel. He found himself among the Philistines. Okay? Bible says that David now began, began to behave like a madman. So that they will not know that it is him. Do you understand? He, he goes to the he has to apply wisdom now. He has gone to the Philistines. The, the Philistines will say, Ah, it's only the guy who killed Goliath. You think they had forgotten his face? That guy was a legend. For killing Goliath. So nobody I'm sure they had his pictures and all that, you know. You know? <laughs> so so the, when, the, ah, they would have seen him, they would say, This is the guy who killed Goliath, we will kill him today. You know that? So he began to behave like a madman. David, anointed by God. Someone came to anoint him, kingmaker. The next big thing. The guy began to behave like a madman. You see, so you don't think this guy is the same about Despite the prophecy. See, I said, the patterns. You have to understand the patterns of God. It will make your working with God productive. You see, it will make your working with God productive. All right. So, some key things I want you to. So, I, I said I was talking about what we studied at midweek. I said, number one, you agree with God in conviction. Is a pattern. Conviction. You are convinced. Paul said, I know whom I believe and I am fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Nothing anybody says. Look, I'm not ready to argue with anybody about God. If you are, if you are arguing on your own. There is God. He's my father. Jesus died for me. Settles it. <laughs> Settles it. Nothing more, nothing less. I am convinced Whatever God has said to me will come to pass. I am convinced. God said, I'll be great. Your opinion is your problem. I believe God. God God says, I'm a rich man. Your opinion is your problem. Deal with it. I'm convinced. The second one I said, you, you agree with God in confidence. Bible says, cast not therefore away your confidence which has great recompense of reward. It is important to be confident with God. Um, Moses had died. Joshua became the next. And God spoke so many nice things to Joshua from Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 7 says, you conquer the land, you will do this, you will be the best, you will do that, you do that. Then before he ends the whole thing, he tells him, he says, 
only be thou strong and courageous. You see, so boldness, strength, courage is required in working with God. You have to take God's word as raw. Listen to what I'm about to say. Don't forget it. Anytime you rationalize truth, you lose its power. Anytime you, you try to rationalize the truth of God's word, you lose its power. Truth must be taken raw. Yeah. When you're working with God, you have to take that stand. You know, most of the people who did mighty things with God, there's a, there's a way they spoke. There's a way they talked. They, like Jesus. I talked about it last week. There's a way Jesus spoke. There's a way Jesus, Jesus um, related with people. You see? There's a way Jesus related with people. When uh, Pilate said, he said, do you not have the power to set you free? He said, you have no such power. He kept quiet again. The guy's been arrested. Look at the way he's talking. The likes of Daniel. He said, King... <laughs> He said, I'm not going to eat what you are eating. He said, prove me. Give me 10 days. Let me eat what my God said I should eat. Then you also eat what you eat. Then, then come and compare us. The audacity. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, King, we are not careful to answer you on this matter. There's a way people who work with God talk. See Abraham. One of the kings wanted to give him something. He said, I said I'm not taking anything from you. He said, so that you would say that you made Abraham rich. He said, I'm not taking anything from you. If I take it from you, you will go and stand somewhere and say, you made Abraham rich. That means Abraham was too convinced about the fact that God was able to prosper him. So, their confessions and their life was not at par. You see, their confession and their life was at the same place. So, they spoke in confidence. The Bible says that Isaac, look at people who work with God. The Bible says that the people will drill a hole to get water. They will not drill. When Isaac goes and drills, he will get water. Then they will come and go and take it from him. Instead of Isaac to take them to court, he will go to the next place and go and drill another one. Because he knows their water is not from the ground. So why people were not finding results, they go there and they get results. The mindset. People who work with God. You see, so when you check the scriptures, people who work with God, they were different. David's brothers had military training. David had God's training. David's brother had military training. They were going to meet Goliath and all of them were strategizing and they were scared. Oh, we are not as big as this guy. They were talking, they were talking and they were hungry on top. That's why David went to bring them food. You know, they are not fought anymore, but they were hungry. <laughs> David sent their father, David's father sent David to go and give them food. They were, they were not doing anything. They had military training. You know, they were tall guys. The Bible says when someone went to David's house, he saw a tall guy. Immediately, someone said, oh, the Lord's anointed. God said, ah, we've seen taller than this. So is taller than this guy. You know? So God was done with tall guys. <laughs> it's, make, it's making people who are, I, I don't like saying short, who are still becoming tall, you know. It's, it's making them feel like, like God approves of them. Not really, you understand. Praise God. Not really. We are all accepted before God. Amen. And God likes all of us like that. Amen. It's now a problem if other people don't like you. That's another thing. Yeah, but with God, everyone is tall. Amen. <laughs> so it's tall, tall, tallest. Amen. So, you know, the guys were tall and they, they, were, they, were, they should have gone to fight. But they couldn't fight. But David, the Bible says he was a young boy. That means, you know, not much arms and all that. He was young, you understand? He was just fresh, cute boy. And the Bible says he was a cute boy. When he got there, he has been trained in the bush. Courage, courage, courage. The man had courage because he had been with God. I said, I'll tell you something. Write this down. 
One of the first things that happens to you when you start working with God is He resets your thinking. He resets your thinking. That's why I said, when you ever have the opportunity to walk with or to be in a room with God, don't talk. <laughs> because He will say many things to reset your thinking. Can you ever have a conversation with Jesus? You, 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 you will be shocked that you think so foolishly. You start thinking. Now think about it. God sometimes speaks very opposite of what He's seeing. God sometimes speaks very opposite of what He's seeing. Gideon is hiding. Angel comes to him and says, "Mighty man of valor." The guy was asking. Have you lost your way? Uh, have you lost your, Go to the person you are looking for. Not me. That guy is hiding. Mighty man. He, God is speaking very opposite of the circumstance. That's how God speaks. Because the Bible says, He, um, uh, he calls things which be not as though they were. Oh God. God calls things which be not as though they were. God goes to the things that are not there. He says He calls them as though they were there. So, God checks your pocket and there's nothing there but He says, Rich God. You understand? In the beginning, you might think, God, I, have you lost your way? Have you checked my account? But God is not looking at that. God is speaking opposite. That's why every time you come, you know, every time you spend with God, you should never come out fearful. Anytime you spend time with God, even if He rebukes you, He will end up giving you faith. You come out bolder. That's why sometimes you come to church and that's what proves that you have been with God in service. Remember the scripture I said last week? He said when, they, when they, um, they, they saw the disciples, he said, and when they noticed their boldness, he said they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus because there was something about the way Jesus spoke and the way Jesus spoke to his people. Every time Jesus was speaking to people, you'll notice that when they come out of Jesus' meeting, they are bold. So, many times you come to church and by the time you're going back home, you don't think the way you were thinking before. Before you were thinking that the whole world has collapsed on you. The whole family, everybody is dependent on you. You are thinking that everything is wrong. Everything is bad. Oh God, come to my rescue. But when you ever talk to God, He's not going to tell you He's going to work a miracle for you. He will give you words. He will give you words. By the time you are living, you are thinking differently. Oh, many times, you know, Nothing is in our pocket. We'll go to church. You know, then the word of God is shared with us. When we are going back home, we feel like we own the whole world. We feel like we own the whole world. And we are going back home. Then the Bible just says that we should not go back and say contrary to what we said in church. So our, our faith is boosted in church. When we go out there, we think like that again. A dear sister you know, in church here shared a testimony with us. You know, she, she previously, you know, when she started coming to church, you know, thieves used to come to their house. And at that time, those thieves were not armed. But she would be so afraid. She would be so afraid. She would be speaking in tongues. You no, know, it was a major testimony to her that the thieves did not take, they took her things and put it back. It was so weird. But after Sunday service, she also drank the concussion. Do you understand? She also drank the concussion. He said, now the thieves came, but they were armed. While they were armed, people were screaming. She said, she just took a blanket and she slept. Ha! Huh? 
When they were not armed, she was afraid. But, you know, while she, she kept coming to church, the word of God was entering. This is how God thinks. This is how God will, will permeate your thinking. God's word will enter you. You walk outside and say, wait, wait. That is what happened to David. David was, well, although David was with the sheep, he was meditating on the word of God. So when he was seeing Goliath, while the men were seeing a giant, he was seeing one of the animals. Listen, listen, listen. Let me show you something. So I show you. A lion and a bear, which one is more deadly? Oh, this one too is, is argument. Lion and bear, which one is more deadly? It's a lion. It's a lion. The lion is more deadly than the bear. But they are all deadly though. Okay. So, the lion was a bigger animal to kill. And that's the one he started with. The next one was a bear. He killed the bear. The mystery of Revelation is that when David approached Goliath, he was a small animal. You know why? Goliath said it himself. He said, am I a dog? So it's from lion to bear to dog. Ah. You see, so when you look at it with a normal eye, hey, Goliath. No, but David was saying, so the day, you know, at the time when so-called David trying to, you know, prep David for the war, you know, God, where is your mother? Where, where are you? So, that's why testimonies are so important. David started, you know, giving Saul his CV. He said, listen, one day I was in the field. Listen, anywhere you go, share your testimony. Because, you see, demons don't know what you've done. So when you get to a new territory, share your testimonies. So when I go to any place to preach, I'll start sharing testimonies. The last time I was preaching somewhere and someone received $10,000, everybody's eyes opened like that. Then all the demons are hard. Leave this guy. You know? <laughs> so share your testimonies. Share your testimonies. Then he started sharing. He said, ah, listen now. I was thinking of my father's sheep, a lion came and I killed him. Ha, so, ha, ha. so that's not all. Oh, so relax, relax. So, another time I was there and a bear came, you know. And I killed a bear. So, this guy would just be like one of them. So, I said, allow the guy to go. Allow the guy to go. Then he started wearing things of me, you know, trying to put physical things on the guy. The guy is not dealing with things like that. But we rest not against flesh and blood. The guy said, I'm uncomfortable in this your thing. Allow me to go. We have, a, we have something that we used to do this thing. He went there. The guy goes. You know, can you see the mindset God can give you? You know, this is one of the things that happens to you when you go to God. He tells you whatever you have is enough. You're not catching it. Some people didn't catch it. When you start working with God, He doesn't make you feel like you don't have something. He tells you whatever you have is enough. He asks Moses, What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? Elijah asked the, the widow of Zarephath, He says, Do you have anything left in the house? That's how God thinks. And that's how God wants you to think. He wants you to know that everything, what you have, is enough. So, the, 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 the mindset had gotten to David. So, David really picked up a stone. He knew it was enough. 
A stone with God on it will kill Goliath. And all this while, David was running his mouth like this. God didn't say anything. All this while David was running his mouth. God didn't say, David, David, I'm with you. Sometimes we, we, get, we, we come um, face to face with certain situations and we expect God to speak. And he's not talking. God should have been telling David, David, move, move, move. To be getting more confidence. No, God was silent. David, all the training you've gotten in the bush, use it now. He comes outside. He takes a stone. Then he starts talking to the guy. He says, you come against me with swords and spears. But I come against you in the name of the Lord. Legendary story that day. 17-year-old boy. He picks the stone. He picks five stones. Listen now. You know why? You know why he picked five stones? David had four other brothers. The guy should have picked 20 stones. So he said, okay, some will miss and some will wait. No, five stones. I won't miss one. Ah! He didn't catch it. See his mindset. I picked five stones. That means I will throw the stones. I won't miss one. The giants are five. I have five stones. I won't miss one. That means his, his, his Faith was not in his skill. The faith of his precision was the Holy Ghost. Oof. These are mentors. These are role models. These are the men that we've read of. And these are the men that our life is going towards. David said, I am as a wonder unto many. When people see me, they are surprised. What kind of grace is this? I am as a wonder unto many. Spirit of God. Ooh. I said, when you start talking with God, and God starts speaking with you, you notice that something is happening to your mindset. Most of the people who keep, who keep coming to church here, once they keep coming, as they keep coming, as they keep coming, that's why sometimes, you know, some people just come to me and they just want me to pray. It's not about prayer. God will seek to do something to your mindset. There's something wrong with your mind. That's the first problem that God has with you, your mind. There's something wrong with it. You just want a miracle from God. No, he wants to also work on your mind. Quickly, we are still on the patterns of God. Take this and, and um, never forget it. Go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew 6, 33. Hmm. Jesus says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, we love the part that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we love that one. Many times we forget that he also says, and his righteousness. That's where the key actually is. Because a lot of people are seeking the kingdom of God, and they are not seeing all other things added to them. Why? Because he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The word righteousness, over there, the Greek word is dikaiosune. That means God's way of doing things. His pattern. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his patterns, his systems. And all other things shall be added unto you. 
First thing that I want you to put at the back of your mind, or I've talked about agreeing with God. The second one is friendship with God, walking with God. Friendship with God. Friendship with God. Go to James chapter 2, verse 23. Friendship with God. Okay, to most of um, those who write notes on their phones, I want to advise you, get a book. Phones, because sometimes you can receive messages, you can be easily distracted. I'm, I'm, I'm a very tech-compliant person, but I'm just showing you sometimes in studying, I get more writing than with my phone. So it's just a suggestion I'm giving you. Okay, then, and the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Friendship with God, you know, in working with God, you have to think about friendship with God. Friendship with God. What does it mean to be a friend of God? Hmm. What does it mean to be a friend of God? The Bible says Abraham was called the friend of God. Genesis chapter 18. I want to show you something. Oh God. Okay. I'm reading from verse 16. Genesis chapter 18, verse 16. It says, And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Verse 17. Look at this. God is talking. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? They didn't catch it. Psalm 25. So, uh, I'm not just a worshiper of God. I'm not just a servant of God. This is the realm. This is the realm. Look at this. I said Psalm 25, verse 14. He says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. What's he saying? The secret of God. The word secret there is the friendship of God. The friendship of God is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. That means God reveals things to his friends. God shows mysteries to his friends. God shows patterns to his friends. Bible says Abraham was a friend of God. When God was going to destroy Sodom, he said, shall I do a thing and hide it from Abraham? If God is your friend in a particular area, before anything happens, I was sharing a testimony of, of um, how the fire outbreak happened in my area those times ago. Before it happened, I was praying on the park one day and I saw fire, but I thought it was the fire of the Holy Ghost. The secret of God, the secret of God is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. 
You see, let me tell you something. I said deal with God as a person. As a person. When you are friends with God, listen now, I'm going to make this as practical as possible. When you are friends with God, you realize that you are just there and something comes to your mind. Like something from the word of God just comes to your mind, like a revelation. Some, you know, hey, this is really nice. You know, then you just write it down. Sometimes you think it's just you. It's like, sometimes I really wish you understood how God is. It's like you are his friend. Okay? Every time he's trying to tell you something. He wants to talk with you. You know, sometimes you, you just be there, you just feel the anointing of God. Or the presence of God. He's just trying to, you know, you know, get your attention. Many times, God seeks our attention. I said, I told some people, I said, if ladies think they like attention, they've not met God. You will be shocked. You will be shocked. Have you ever been in a place of prayer? Oh God, I really wish many of you would get there. Have you ever been in a place of prayer and you are close and God doesn't want to close you? Oh, be here, be here. You just be there. Oh, be here. Why are you going? Why are you going to? Then when you say son of a, you are going. I remember years ago I was praying. You know, throughout that whole week I had done all night every evening, and it was just happening. It was just happening. By the time I realized, so the Friday I said I'm not doing any all night. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I said I'm close. I'm close. I picked my bag. I was going. I was leaving church. I'm, I'm close. It was personal all night. Take my hand. While I'm going, my heart will be beating fast, and I'll be I'll be here inside me. Go back. Go back. <laughs> I said, God, God, oh, God, listen, I turn back again. I'm going to go do my own night. You understand? It's, it's, God wants to have, hey, God wants to have a friendship with you. And he says, the friendship of God. He said, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered the heart of man, the things which God has prepared to them that love him. Continue. Continue. He said, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. You see, so he says, I have not seen, ear have not heard, it has not entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared to them that love him. Then some people just like that and say, oh, I have not seen, ear have not heard. No, he said, he said, but the spirit has revealed them. Who has he revealed them to? Those that love him. He has revealed it to his friends. There are no secrets of God that are, are severed from men who are friends of God. To be a friend of God means you should have searched him through his word. To be a friend of God, you will be, you will be going to the places where you will find God. You see, a friend of God. Now, just like every, I said deal with God as a person, just like every friendship endeavor, Friendship does not come overnight. It takes time. So build your friendship with God. In the beginning, the vibe is not really there. When you start your friendship with God. In the beginning, the vibe might not really be there. You just be talking, talking, God, good morning. And you see, when people say, somebody say when somebody says, I don't know how to pray, I'm surprised. How, how do we pray? There's no way of praying. There's no formula. God, how are you? You pray. Good morning, God. How are you doing? I love you. Bye. <laughs> Listen. Oh, I wish I could share experiences. You can be so cute with God, you'll be surprised. Do you know God is very funny? I wonder who you've been talking to. You know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's the way, it's the way, it's the way sometimes you pray. That's the problem. You are so... Be, oh God, thou hast come upon me. 
you are drinking James with God. And another problem to have told you, another problem I've told you is that don't change your voice when you are praying. My father, my father. He will ask the angels, who is that? For down is the kingdom. Uh, please. As the guy threw a frog or something. Then later God will hear you talking to another person and you are talking, oh please, where is it? Ah! Is it the same guy? <laughs> you see? <laughs> friendship with God. Cultivate friendship with God. You cultivate it. Morning, afternoon, evening. Some of you, you know what to do to get somebody to like you. In the morning, hi, how are you? I'm just checking on you. In the afternoon, have you eaten? What did you eat? Can I bring you lunch? Hey. Then in the evening, are you asleep? No. I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> you know Job was you know Job was one of the the Bible says that Job was one of the richest man, men in the east Job was one of the greatest men in the east how did the guy get so rich how did Job become so rich what happened go to Job chapter 29 I want to show you something Job 29, verse 4. Okay, let's start from verse 1. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, Oh, that I were as in months past, as in the days when God preserved me, when his candle shone upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness. Verse 4. As I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. Go to the Amplified Version. I want to show you something. Job said, in the days of my youth, Amplified Version. You don't have any version. ASV. Okay, go to the ASV. Verse 4 in the ASV. Verse 4. As I was in the ripeness of my days, when the friendship of God was upon my thing. Lift your right hand. Talk to God. Talk to God. Don't scare God with tongues. Talk to Him as a friend. You don't know what to say, at least you know how to say I love you, Lord. Thank you for preserving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for the family. I love you, Lord. You are the love of my life. Do you know something? 
Do you know the song? You, you are the love of my life. You are the hope that I you more than this world I won't change you for I won't friendship of God when the friendship of God was upon my tent that you wake up in the morning David says I delight in the law he said but in his law does he delight you know some people pick Bible as though it's like some some uh, ritual like you know <laughs> I have to read this thing no? you don't read it they say we can't do friendship with God I beg you you know? <laughs> then you are reading the chapter. You are looking for when it will end. You are reading it fast, 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 fast. Uh, we have done our morning devotion for today. No, but when you take the word of God and you know that you are, you, are, you are communing with God. I hardly pick a chapter of scripture and, and tears don't come out of my eyes. It's so hard. So because of that, I, at a point in my life, I couldn't read Bible. Because when I pick the, the Bible right now, whew, I'll just be in my room like that. Hey, hey, he said the friendship of God, he said that the, the secret of God is, of, is with them that fear him. He said, and he will show them his covenant. When I pick Bible, the way from Genesis chapter 1, if I go and sit down with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, the kind of revelation that will start coming to me, sometimes it's too much for me. I'll just put the Bible down and I'll be sitting down. God, God, hey, God, God, God. You know what David said? He said, I rejoice at thy word at one that has found great spoil. You don't understand that? He said, I rejoice at your word. That's it. When I open the word, he said, I rejoice at it like somebody who has found gold. He said, one who has found great spoil. He said, I rejoice at thy word. So when I read, when I'm studying something in the scriptures, like this week, I was, I was studying 1 Kings chapter 10. I was studying on Solomon. Kai, Kai, Kai. God can bless a man like this. I was say the Queen of Sheba came there. When the Queen of Sheba was leaving, the guy was a rich man, yet Queen of Sheba left gold for him. The guy was a rich man, he, she just has to sow seed. She couldn't take it. What she saw with the guy, she couldn't take it. So I was looking at this, I said, if God can bless somebody like this, then he can bless me like that. 
You understand? That's how to relate to the word. Don't just read, hey, Solomon, Solomon has put that word, hey, Solomon has God gave us his word so that we can see what we, we can also become. You see? So, revelation, God will be giving you things. He'll be giving you words. And if you're a singer, he'll be giving you songs. There are songs we write. There are songs that are given to us. There are songs we write. We will force, we will push, we will push, we will push, we will push. We will take it to radio station. We will take it to this. We will take it everywhere. We have written it. And that's what, therefore we will push it. The ones that God gives us, they are heavenly sounds. They are heavenly sounds. When it is sung, everybody connects with God. Because it came down from heaven. The secret of God is, is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. A song like, when I remember. That's a sound from heaven. That's a sound from heaven. Praise God. Friendship with God. Someone say, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. You see, the, the, the biggest things you do when you come to church, one of the biggest things that happens to you is the opportunity that God gives you to go and apply all the things that you've heard in church. This week, start cultivating a, friendship, a friendship with God. In the beginning, you might think like, I'm crazy. Yes! Anytime you feel you're crazy, doing something spiritual. Crazy. You, you should get this book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Someone wakes up in the morning and says, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Are you crazy? Who is there? Good morning, Holy Spirit. In the evening, Holy Ghost, thank you so much for the day. I really love you. When you have such a rapport with God, you'll be shocked the things that will start happening in your life. Prayer is no longer dull. Prayer is on another vibe altogether. And when you have any issue, you will talk to him and he will reveal to you. You see, walking with God can be blissful. I said the first one is agreeing with God. Number two is friendship with God. Friendship with God. Friendship with God. Go to Proverbs 29 verse 7. I want to show you something. Proverbs 29 verse 7. The righteous taken knowledge of the cause of the poor. The wicked had not understanding to know it. Give me a second. Hmm. Sorry, Proverbs chapter 27, uh, chapter 17. Verse 17. We'll come back to Proverbs 27 again. He said, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Are you kidding? A friend loveth at all times. A friend loveth at all times. So, there are no days that, if, if you're actually cultivating friendship with God, there are no days that you say, I, I don't want to talk to God. There are no days like that. You have no days like that. A friend loveth at all times. All the time you want to talk to God. You want to relate with God. You want to pray. You want to study the word of God. 
You want to be in the house of God. You see, that was the lifestyle of David. He said it is better that I will be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tent of wickedness. Friend of God. Friends of God are distinguished in their generation. Friends of God, lovers of God are distinguished in their generation. People see them and they are surprised. They are, they are, they are amazed. What's about this guy? What's about this guy? Such people, their personality becomes synonymous with grace. Their personality becomes synonymous with the love of God. When people want to explain the grace of God, they look at them. When people want to explain the love of God, they look at them. That's my life. That's my life. When people want to understand what grace means, look no further. That's, why, that's it. Because by the time you are trying to calculate it, God does another thing. What is grace? The world has not seen anything yet. The world has not seen anything yet. The world has not seen anything yet. Going to cultivate friendship with God. Friendship with God. Listen, when you leave this place, the power of God and the presence of God will envelop you regularly in your room. So, Lama I thought you were receiving that. I thought you'd be receiving that. So Ramakataya God will begin to talk to you. He'll begin to talk to you. You know, you know, you know, there's a, there's a young lady that, you know, I started praying with and started talking to for some time. You know, Every time she's like, God hasn't talked to me, God hasn't talked to me. So one day, like patterns, I, I told her, I said, if you want to hear God, do this and do that. And many times God is talking. You are the one who doesn't know how to hear. So I taught her. Right after I taught her, the next day, she was like, she, she applied it. She said, this, 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 this. She asked God about one, two, three, and she got all the answers. Patterns. You see, there's a way. That's one of the blessings of coming to church. Because God has anointed men who are going to show you the patterns. I'll stay in my house and pray. It's not all about you talking to God. It's not all about you talking to God. God also wants to show you how to walk with me. Someone would have sat there and keep hearing someone, 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 someone. To the guy who just ran mad. Because everything, someone, talk, someone, someone. But he went to a man who was anointed to be priest. The man told him, the next time you hear the voice, say, Master, speak, thy servant hear. Are you listening? Lift your right hand. There's so much more I could have shared concerning friendship with God, but because of second service, go now, talk to God. You know? There's no formula. There's no formula talking to God. There's no formula talking to God. Just talk to Him. And relate with him as a friend. Go ahead and talk to God. Your walk with God is going to take on another turn after two. Oh, Shatu Salamande. Oh, Karama Sayabatayaba. Eh, Sharama Bukhina.